Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, the Fightins are the talk of the town in the city of Philadelphia, but the Eagles are 4-0, and they're looking to rise to 5-0 on the season. They will have to face off this Sunday on Fox in Los Angeles against the Los Angeles Rams. It's the late game on Fox. And the Rams have shocked the football world with their performance this season. This game, this matchup between the Eagles and the Rams, was a game that six months ago, everybody would have predicted would have been a very, very, very handy win by the Eagles. But going into this game, the Eagles are only four and a half point favorites against the Rams. So it's definitely a little bit closer of a game as we're looking at it. So in today's episode of the Bird's Nest podcast, we're going to take a look at this game and we're going to take a look at some of the keys, some of the things that I'm going to be looking at. So the first key that I'm going to bring up is the pass defense specifically. Now, reports are at the time of the taping of this episode that Cooper Cup, who was Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford's primary target over the course of the preceding season, but who has been out with an injury since the start of the season, is working to get ready for this week's game. And there is a potential, a strong potential, apparently, that Cup will be available for the Rams on Sunday. Cup was listed as a limited participant in the Rams practice on Wednesday. As of the time of this taping, reports for Thursday or Friday were not available. But this injury report is going to be one that we're going to be watching pretty closely. Over the course of the 2022 to 2023 season, Cup was averaging more than 10 yards per catch. He completed 75 catches for 812 yards over the entire 2022 to 2023 season, and that included six touchdowns. Now, if Cup is not ready to play, the Rams are not up the creek without a paddle because they will be probably very, very, very heavily relying on wide receiver Puka Nakua. He's a rookie wide receiver, but he has been stellar through four weeks. He has caught 39 passes for 501 yards. That's an average of 12.8 yards per catch, and that includes one touchdown. Three of his four games so far this season have been 100-plus receiving yard games. Nakua allowed Stafford to have four straight 250-plus yard games over the course of this season so far. Sean Desai, Eagles defensive coordinator, was asked about Nakua earlier this week. Uh, yeah, he's played really good so far. Uh, I mean, obviously you see, you know, I think Coach McVay and obviously Matt Stafford and all those guys do a great job on offense, and they've really found ways to get him open and, and get him the ball, and he's done a good job separating at the top routes. Obviously he got good hands, uh, and then he can uh, make some plays after the catch too, and they're they're creating some matchups with motions, obviously for him and Tutu, uh, that, that can create some binds for defenses, and so you see why the production's been there. The Eagles will have to answer for both threats in Cup and Nakua. Again, a worst-case scenario in the passing game would be for both to be back because given how Nakua has been playing and given Cup's previous performance, that gives Stafford two opportunities to target down the field. And without Cup, the pass threat drops precipitously after Nakua. Only one other receiver, Tutu Atwell, has had a 100-plus yard passing game over the course of these first four games, and that was in week one. 
compared to the other players on the team, Puka Nakua is by far and away the wide receiver one without Cooper Cup. So don't get me wrong, the Eagles do have the talent to stop both of these potential threats, but it will be made significantly easier if for some reason Cup is not actually ready for Sunday. We'll see again how the injury report pans out. All signals are looking to Cup being ready to go for week five, but we'll see how this is going to play out. The Eagles' defense has been allowing teams to complete 60% or more of their passing attempts over the previous four games. Compared to last season, which was much closer to about 50%, 40%, the Eagles have taken a step back in this department. You can argue maybe it's tougher opponents. You can argue that it's a new defensive coordinator. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the percentage of completed passes does need to come down if you are the Eagles' defense. You need to stop giving up those kinds of passing plays that most teams will use to try to get yardage and use a short passing game to kind of set up the deep ball. In order for the Eagles to dominate the game, the Eagles have to really, really rule out any kind of a potential pass threat. The second key to the game is going to be getting to Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. Now, last week, the Eagles were able to sack Sam Howell five times, and it showed in how the Eagles were able to overcome the commanders in the end. The Eagles will need to control the line of scrimmage this week, too, so that way they can get to Stafford. That will be made more difficult with the absence of Fletcher Cox. Reports were, as of Thursday morning, that Cox will not be participating in the game on Sunday. He has been ruled out with a back injury. It's not official on the injury reports, but multiple, multiple outlets have reported this. His absence isn't going to be a long absence, but it's going to be noticed when you're down a man on the defensive line. Fletch has delivered seven quarterback hits over the course of the first four weeks. He's been tied with Josh Sweat for most on the team so far. Fletch has played 184 snaps, which is the most number of snaps on the defensive line. Josh Sweat is right behind him at 183. Averages to about 46 snaps per game. So that is huge. He's played 70% of the defensive snaps. For somebody like Fletch to be out, his absence will be noticed. That will create more opportunity for somebody like a Jordan Davis or a Jalen Carter to come in and pick up some of the slack. Now, the Rams have given up nine sacks so far this season, and that was against defensive lines that were certainly far inferior to the Eagles' defensive line. So again, there's talent on the team to be able to do it, I do have full confidence that they're capable of doing it. It's just a matter of actually executing on that. The third key to the game is going to be the red zone offense. Now, the Eagles are 6 for 13 in the red zone, and they are 6 for 9 in goal-to-go situations so far this season. Falling short inside of the 20 never fails to disappoint. The Eagles can score from pretty much anywhere on the field, thanks to Jake Elliott, who once again had another standout performance last week, including kicking the game-winning field goal. Jake Elliott was named for the second time this season and the fifth time in his career the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I'm a huge Jake Elliott fan. I think the Eagles are really, really fortunate to have him. The fact that we have somebody who's able to drill one from 60 yards out, 61 yards out, 
is impressive and it's not something that should be taken for granted. But anytime I see him come out on the field in a red zone situation, it's always a missed opportunity. And the Eagles cannot afford to be giving up these kinds of missed opportunities. The Eagles will have to take advantage of every chance they can to put six on the board, especially because the Rams are going to. The Rams are a little bit better than the Eagles in the red zone. Uh, through four games, the Rams are 8-for-13 in the red zone, and they are 7-for-8 in those goal-to-go situations. So especially sort of driving it home on that goal-to-go situation, the Eagles really need to make sure that they're finding the end zone. Closing out touchdown drives will be a big difference maker. It is a huge, huge difference to come away with three points versus six or seven or eight, depending on how the point after touchdown or the two-point conversions go. The fourth key to this game is going to be the run game. The Rams have allowed 444 rushing yards over four games and a combined 100 attempts. So that's an average of a little over four yards per carry, about four, four and a half yards per carry. The Eagles will have DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gainwell and will likely also activate Boston Scott too. So we've got a pretty healthy running back room. Those guys will likely have some really, really good games. One run threat that has changed a little bit is Jalen Hurts. Hurts has run 40 times for 134 yards, which is, again, a significant amount of yards for a quarterback, and he's always a run threat. But it was noticed that he's giving himself up more in the open field, and Coach Sirianni was asked about that earlier this week. He mentioned that it had a lot to do with protecting himself. Yeah, we, we, he needs to protect himself. Um, you know, I, you know, he took the big hit against New England, um, and it's always been our intention to make sure that he's protecting himself as a runner, and we encourage him to slide, and we encourage him to get down, and we encourage him not to take a, a big hit. Um, step out of bounds when you can. We don't, you know, do we want all our guys stepping out of bounds? No, we want our other guys uh, most of the times and if it's not a two-minute drill, is to keep the ball in their outside arm and, and, and use their stiff arm, play a little bit of pound on the sideline. I don't want Jalen doing that. Uh, you know, well, do I want Jalen taking a – you know, he's got a great ability to make him miss, but if he has a – he knows when he's going to make the guy miss and not. And he's got – I think he's got a great feel of, oh, okay, I'm not making him miss. All right, I'm going to go down in this particular case. This is exactly what we want him to do, um, to protect himself, um, you know, as a scrambler, as a runner, um, while also trying to get, you know, the most yards that are coming from that play. Um, everything's, everything, every run play that we have in for him or any read play is done with the utmost, um, uh, you know, thinking about him um, all the time and make sure we keep him safe. Um, and so, you know, if we're thinking about that constantly, we want him thinking about that as well. Um, because we know how important it is to have him out in the field uh, every game. Now, I said that other teams will typically use a short screen game or a passing game to try to kind of get a run game substitute, so to speak, operational, whereas the Eagles are really, really effective at using the run. And using the run will wear out a defense. It's going to remove the possibility of an incomplete pass, which could stop the clock. It keeps the clock going, makes defenses more tired. There's a lot to it, and I think that the Eagles have a really, really, really good chance 
at using that run game to wear down the Rams' defense. The Eagles are one of the most effective run teams in the league right now. DeAndre Swift is third in the league in terms of average yards per carry at 6.17 yards on average. That's 59 rushes for 364 yards through four weeks. He's also got two touchdowns. That is third in the league behind Brees Hall of the New York Jets and Devin Achan of the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins, remember, dropped 70 points on the Denver Broncos. So take that for what you will. But the Eagles have had opportunities to be better. I have noticed some bad zone reads where Hertz should have just handed the ball off to DeAndre Swift uh, or Kenny Gainwell, and they would have had a wide open lane. Instead, he kept it, ran out to the outside, and got mauled behind the line of scrimmage. So while sometimes, and again, things aren't perfect, sometimes the defense can be a little weird, can show some weird reads, the Eagles do need to make sure that Hertz is working to improve upon that and that Hertz is looking at game tape and trying to decipher what exactly is happening. Hertz should be able to grow from these kinds of decisions. I have full confidence that he will, just a matter of how long it's going to take. The last key to the game is going to be turnovers. As is per usual here, there were zero turnovers by either the Eagles or the Commanders in Week 4. The Eagles were expecting probably going to cause at least one this week, simply because the Rams have not been quite as good at keeping the ball in the turnover department. Matthew Stafford has thrown at least one interception in each game over the course of Weeks 2 through 4. The Eagles do have talented players that are able to force turnovers. Reed Blankenship and Darius Slay have two already this season, one apiece. Meanwhile, the Rams defense has not been nearly as successful when it comes to turnovers. The Rams defense has only had one interception and one fumble recovery over the course of these first several weeks. Meanwhile, the Eagles, as I said, have forced two interceptions, one by Darius Slay, one by Reed Blankenship. And they've recovered six fumbles, and they've actually forced more than that. They forced fumbles in each game, uh, but they haven't been able to recover some, especially in, again, the Washington Commanders game was the only game that the Eagles have played so far where there have been zero turnovers of any variety, although the Eagles did force two fumbles over the course of that game by the Commanders. They just didn't recover them. So the Eagles are going to need to stay ahead in the turnover department, Probably going to be a little bit easier to do. Matthew Stafford certainly isn't nearly as accurate as Jalen Hurts is. But as I keep alluding to each week, there is no statistic that more closely aligns to who won or lost the game than who won or lost in the turnover battle. And the Eagles didn't have any turnovers. The Commanders didn't have any turnovers last week. It really showed because that game went into overtime, whereas... In other weeks, the Eagles have been able to hold on, and one of the biggest ways they've been able to do that has been through the turnover battle. So those are my keys to the game, but let me know what you think. What are you going to be looking for as a sign that the Eagles are going to be successful this coming week against the Rams? Let me know in the comments below, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Bird's Nest Podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest Podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media on YouTube and by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also visit birdsnestmedia.com for Eagles coverage, 
And if you're interested in supporting us in a different way, you can visit our Patreon page at birdsnestmedia.com or in the link in the description below. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in, and let's go Eagles!